Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Tim Palma, here with the ever amazing Kathy Anello. Kathy, good morning, my dear. How are you this fine morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I'm good. Uh, life is always good if you wake up and have another day to face, right? So. That's right. Yeah. I mean, good. I can't complain. I'm good. I've been feeling no. uh, really good recently, so life is good. So today on our show, we have a very special treat for you guys. We are going to be talking about a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. It was written in 1925 by Florence Shovel Uh, and she was basically a pioneer to the subject matter uh, which she wrote about, which would be manifestation and guidance through this game of life and how to play it. So, Kathy, I recently sent you this book and said we should do a show on this. It's going to be epic. And tell me your thoughts, your feelings on the book. So, first off, it was an audio. And so, for me, that was foreign territory because I'm a reader. I like written words. I, like, I retain more information when I have written words in front of me. So, I had to really step out of my box and go, okay, you have to get this situation in, in check that you are actually listening to a book. I was completely blown away at the fact that this book was written in 1925. Like, I can't even. I know. Because the message is so what is happening today, which for me was this, like, validation in how important your word is, how important your thoughts are, how important letting go and trusting the universe to bring exactly what you need you know, I know all this stuff, but hearing this in a 1925 written, quote unquote, word, it, it blew me away. And uh, I didn't get to listen to it all at once, which I still want to do, like just literally devote the two hours to it. Uh, so I had pieces of it and then I would stop it and write it down like, oh, my God, like that. You know? and, uh, because so I want more time with it, honestly. Like I need now that well, I listen to it. Now I need to go back and get more time with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those books where you can read it one time and then you're like, oh, I have an understanding. I, I, I know this. But then you read it again and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's so much deeper than that. Uh, also, for me. Yeah, it was I deep. I'm not going to lie. For me, it was a little deep. I was like, whoa. Okay, hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> not to like scare said, anybody it's, away because uh, it's, yeah, it's worth a listen. Yeah, it totally offers a, a playful and poignant perspective on life. Uh, which promises that all of one's dreams may and should come true. And so at that point in time, you know, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, um, but yeah. not really that hard, right? Like it just takes okay, a couple of let's, read throughs. You know, starting in the beginning, and I don't know that we'll get through all of this, but when you're talking about the subconscious mind and, you know, I know that from study that 95% of whatever you feel deeply is carried out in minute detail from your subconscious. That's just your life every day. 95% is in your subconscious. And so how do you take that 5% of conscious thought and and, and enact your life in a way that you're manifesting everything you want if, if you're operating out of subconscious, which is 
mental messages, you know, from your from when you were younger or like all these different things that kind of layer your subconscious. So for me, the, the subject of even thinking about that the subconscious is driving 95% of my of my actions or, you know, I was just like, I can't even wrap my head around that. But but that's real. It is. I mean, I think that in order to get control of that 5%, it really is start paying attention to the things you say, the actions that you are taking, and um, be more playful in your imagination. Um, always know that the universe has got your back and that if you truly believe in divine spirit, God, infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it, then you'll, you'll know that it always, always wants you to succeed. And if you have faith in that, then you know that everything that's happening is just an ancillary character in the game of life. And you just have to find a way to get to that highest feeling, um, that nicest vibe. You know, I, when, when I sent you this book, I had, um, I went downstairs like on a Monday and I was reading this book and I opened up my fridge and I said to myself in my head, I said, oh man, it's so great that this refrigerator has never given me any problems or trouble. Literally the next day, it breaks down. And I'm thinking to myself, what a powerful lesson inside of, with this book as a guide, because I guess what I should have said is, I'm so thankful for my refrigerator running smooth, smoothly and effortlessly always. And so just changing those little words helps to embellish your life, to make it better um, and not focusing on problems, you know, rather than seeing that there's nothing but solutions all around us and this is the way through it. We use our consciousness, our conscious words, our conscious actions, and we uh, are very careful with what we say. Florence Shovelchin has another book called Your Word is Your Wand, and that book kind of goes into detail a, a lot more about the things that we say, the things we project in our head, and um, really I think that's where if we can cultivate that space and drop the fear and only focus on that super positive, uplifting um, notions then we can really physically change the world. And it just starts with one person at a time, and pretty soon everyone will be on the train, you know, hopefully. Well, one of the things that, you know, uh, two things here. So the first thing was what you were talking about, how, you know, you said about your refrigerator, and, and she shares a story in the book about how one man says, oh, I never catch a cab. And his daughter says, I always catch a cab. And so, and that's what happens. He never catches it. She always catches it. And so she further talks about once you understand the power of the word, you actually change your verbiage. And I've known this from uh, Abraham in, you know, today's world. And so that's, again, what blew me away about, you know, that it happened. But you catch your thoughts and then you make conscious thoughts. Therefore, you don't let those thoughts imprint your subconscious. I was like, well, read that again. But but what it but what it means is like if I am in the middle of a sentence, I never catch a cab, I immediately go, clear, cancel, delete that thought, I always catch a cab. And so once you start training your mind to interrupt the thoughts that cause you to have negative experiences, you start retraining the subconscious 
to speak, to, to clear it. And, and it, and it happens. And I, you know, I know I have friends that have told me like, I started doing that every time I had this thought, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Abraham will say 17 seconds is all you get. And after 17 seconds, it's out in the universe. So I just think it's just a really important thing to kind of remember when you're speaking negatively, that you're speaking to the universe, you're speaking to your God, your, your guides, your whatever is driving your life. It's really, really yeah. important. The power of the word is what she's saying. That she has a chapter here called The Power of the Word, and that is everything. And so once you get that understanding, you really just want nice thoughts and speaking highly, you know? That's right. And I think that she goes into it a lot in the book about how the things that we think of other people's are the things that we attract to ourselves. So if we are like, oh, that person's a jerk, I hate that person or whatever, we're promoting more mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. kind of energy in our own life, right? whether we like yeah. it or not. So it, right. it becomes a, a game, right? Because I, what does she say? She says, most people consider life a battle, but it's not a battle, it's a game. And once you understand the principles of the game, uh, you can manifest almost effortlessly, swiftly, and quickly, you know, it's just like it starts compiling up on itself. Um, I think that that is a really important piece is be careful of what you're saying about others because you don't want to unknowingly attract that kind of behavior back to you. And it's kind of like uh, she talks about the law of karma in the book, which obviously a lot of people know karma is a boomerang, right? Whatever you you yeah. uh, reap, you sow type of situation, wherever you sow, you reap. But she also goes into the law of forgiveness, which just supersedes um, the law of karma, which I love because it, it deletes our karma and we are ultimately forgiven always. That's what the Christ consciousness of the Bible brought to us, right? You're forgiven. You're forgiven. And yeah. so, you know, never a, a dull moment to start. Today's a great day to, you know, forgive yourself for past indiscretions or whatever and thank the universe for, uh, or infinite intelligence for having your back. It's such a beautiful thing. You know, I feel like uh, forgiveness of self, it's such a big topic because, you know, forgiveness in itself is just such a, you know, of course you're going to forgive everybody because everybody's human. Of course you're going to forgive yourself because, you know, you, you, but I almost think it's not about forgiving yourself as much as it is not dwelling in the past, you know, because when we're like struggling to forgive ourselves or others, we're dwelling in the past. And often when I hear people tell stories from their past, like, don't you remember when she did it? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so five weeks ago. Like, why are we still there? And, you you know, and so I look back. And so lately I've been just going, I cannot change what happened yesterday. So moving on here, you know, and it keeps me in check with my daily reality and my conscious living and my conscious thinking and my conscious actions. That's great. You know, it's, it's wow. so funny how many. Wow. <laughs> That, yeah, that is amazing. It's so funny how many people live in the past. And she talks about that in the book, right? Being present yeah. in the moment yeah. and not, yeah. not swimming backwards, not swimming forwards, but just staying in the moment and uh, knowing that 
that you're protected, you're taken care of, you're loved, you're all these things. Um, I think that what she really wants us to do is uh, work on our imagination in the book where she yeah. talks about like yeah. honing your imaginational skills, which as an artist, I love that because I get to play and create and just imagine different things. Um, and so maybe that's why the book, you know, really spoke to me, but it seems that everyone I've given it to has found a great deal of value in it. And um, a piece of gold. It's yeah, funny because, a nugget. yeah, lots of nuggets. I found this book like a year ago when I was uh praying. I was looking for some guidance. I needed some direction. And they, this is how things come to me always. And next thing I know, the YouTube video that pops up after is this book. And I'm like, what is this? So I send it to some of my friends and they're like, where did you find this? I'm like, it came yeah. to me. I have no idea. It popped um, up in the YouTube. Uh, by the way, this book is on YouTube. Um, yes. You put you put in Florence Scubble Shin, The Game of Life and How to Play It, and it, you'll find it. Uh, best, you know, just as good as any podcast you're going to listen to out there right now in the world, you know? Absolutely. For sure. And it's a Except really short read. It. It's only, yeah. it's all, yeah, well, but that's a long podcast. It's actually about the same size. We'll give him that. Rogan's yeah. about two hours, His, 30 minutes two or hours something like that. Sometimes, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but totally. I His to are actually three hours. One of the things she said that I wrote down, which I thought was interesting you brought up, was that she said imagination is scissors of the mind. And so what I feel felt like that meant was like I can cut away anything negative that's making me sick to my stomach or making me, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate for crying, so I don't want to say not crying, but like just, and then I can piece together like on a collage like what I want my it's just like a vision board what do I want my life to look like and lately I've been asking people to just ask themselves the question what do you want your life to look like right now this time next year where do you Mm. want to be this time next year and then take that question one step further and say if you could change one thing about your life right now what would you change and I got to tell you people don't have the answer for what they want to change. They do it, for what they want. It is, Isn't it's it really crazy because I ask a lot of people, like, what do you want to do with yourself? You know, especially younger people. Like uh, yesterday I had a conversation with this uh, kid at the coffee stop here in town. <clears throat> and I, when I went to speak at the college um, on an art and ideology uh, class section in a cultural anthropology class, uh, he had seen my art and stuff like that. And so every time I see him, I say, what's up? And so I was asking him, what's the next step? Did you graduate college? I graduated. Cool. So what are you doing now? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm waiting for something. I'm like, well, stop waiting. Get out there and get it. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, pick your, pick, pick your passion and, and go for it. And uh, the other thing I wanted to follow up on what you were saying is about fear. And, and one of the things she says is, Nothing stands between what we want but doubt and fear. Eliminate fear, eliminate worry, and when man can wish without worrying, every desire will be instantly fulfilled. And then she goes further to talk about, well, what are your fears? Um, Fear of lack, fear of sickness, fear of loss. You know, and so you kind of sit down and pinpoint what are my fears and what's the reality in that. 
You know, am I going to lose the people I love? Probably not. You know, is worrying going to do anything? Or should I be substituting faith for fear and switching, flipping that switch? So I always get that backwards. It's so funny. Um, and then <laughs> she says, fear is, o- <laughs> fear is only inverted faith. Yes. What? Right? Like, yes, that's exactly right. So you just flip it. Okay, well, so if I'm going to worry about this, then I'm just going to flip it and have faith in this. Like, how easy is that? And, again, here you are training your subconscious to always go to faith instead of always. I grew up with a mom that worried about everything. She would be upstairs in her bedroom, and I'm probably eight or nine years old, but I had older brothers that went out and played, you know, when they were 14 and 15, they got to go out. And every time a siren was in the background of our house, she would be panicked. She'd stand at the balcony. She'd know it was her son's. And so I was raised that way. So it imprinted fear and worry into my body. And it hasn't even been till the last, like, probably five or six years that I really identified my, what my fear and worry was from. And it wasn't from who I am. No. It, that was a, an adopted thing. Also, Probably most imprint, likely yeah. genetic, genetically passed to you from your mom, yeah. like genes and yeah. stuff where there's so much worry. Yeah. 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 That's a, it's, I know a lot of people's moms that are very, very worry driven. And uh, it always makes me smile when, when I'm around them. Cause I, I don't want to like, well, I have definitely said, wow, did you hear everything that just came out of your mouth was super negative? And they, they'll yeah. be like, No. I'm like, okay, well, I just want you to check it before you wreck it, girl. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just so interesting to watch uh, other people oscillate in, in life, you know. So there is a part in the book where it talks about squaring your focus. And um, that has to do with your health, your wealth, your um, health, wealth, what was the other ones? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Um, health, wealth, happiness, and money. And so get yep. your focus on point on all of those things. Like, I am very healthy. I am thankful. I am grateful to be so healthy. I am very wealthy. Uh, very excited to be super wealthy. I love My love life is great. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just focused on those things. Get that square. Uh, I think she says sharpened. Sharpen your square. So sharpen your focus, Ooh, like sharpen your, your intentions on those key pillars. And, of course, you know, don't take my word for it, guys. I think that this book is a fantastic read. It's quick, it's easy, it's lots of fun. I would challenge each and every one of you to dive in and uh, leave us a comment or something on the book so that we can dive a little deeper into the conversation here. Um, well, so, I mean, yeah. I, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're fine. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to circle back to fear for a minute because I, I, apparently I wasn't done. And one of the things, um, you know, that she talks about is that courage contains genius and magic. And when you fe- fe- face a situation fearlessly, there is no situation to face. So once you walk through that fear, it falls away on its own weight. Fear attracts, fearlessness removes. So if you 
aren't afraid. And one of the things she talks about was the ladder situation where the lady was afraid of the ladder in the bank and she had to walk under a ladder or walk up and she was so petrified. It was the only way she was going to get to finish her job and she couldn't do it. She left the building and then she walked outside and she was like, oh my God, like I have to go walk up that ladder. Like I have to do it. Went back and the ladder was removed. And that was just to me like this, a little way of looking at it like when you face a situation, there is no situation because you've removed all that layer of fear and worry from your body and just like full-fledged, here I am. And oftentimes when we do that, that is gone in a minute. As soon as you walk through your truth and walk through that fearless situation, fearful, you're like, boom, done. I can't, I mean, I can name a hundred times when that's happened to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. And she, what did she say? She had, you have to face your lion, I think is what she said in yeah. the book, but I can't yeah. quite remember. No, and I then, think that is what uh, she said. And so when she said it, time. if it said, you know, when she said courage contains genius and magic, I was just like, it does because courage is what gives you the ability to go for it. Courage is what gives you the ability to have the faith to go for it because you just have to muster up. You know, it's always like, oh, you know, girls say to each other, pull on your big girl pants, girl, get on out there. Like, you got this, you know. Yeah. And it's true. Like, you have to be courageous to live the life you want to live and create the life you want to have. That's right. Ba, ba, ba. They uh, uh, bravery is the key, right? And that well, would I definitely be some brave, tape. brave actions. I had <laughs> you were like, wait a minute, let me write that, that down. I was like, hold, please. <laughs> Call her, please hold. Um, she kind of one of the other things alludes to she says is, go ahead. We're so excited. I was just no. I was just. I was just. Say, um, I know this is a great topic. She kind of alludes to um, serving two masters, right? Like so, you have faith and fear, and she's mm-hmm. saying that if you believe in the infinite intelligence, there's only one energy that exists, which is faith or love, and if you are serving fear, worry, or doubt then not only does it attract that to you and give you more of that feeling, it, um, it will start to manifest in your life 100%. I'm getting a, a phone call right now from one of the people that I gave the book to yesterday, and I guarantee that he's calling me to tell me that he listened to it on the way down the hill from, from Willits and is, like, in love with it. <laughs> so what were you going to say? I'm so sorry. Well, so many other things, but, but one of the things just to touch back on what you were just saying was that she does say there's only one power. Like when you give merit to evil and you give merit to good, they're, they're melding. And sometimes, you know, the richest gifts are in those dark moments. So if you just think of it as like when you're in that dark moment, um, what does she say? She said everything going wrong could be everything going right. And having the mindset yeah. – that, that, so this is happening to me right now, but instead of me thinking, this is a bad thing that's happening to me, I'm thinking this is happening to me and there is gold in this situation. And so I'm acting as if there's only one thing that's going to drive this situation. And that's the power of, again, universe, God, whatever you believe is there's only one, there's not an evil force. There's not a Satan devil. I mean, I know people do believe that, but I don't. And there's not like, and there's one, you know, an angel is going to come to save you. It's like there's one power in this world that you have a direct line to, and it all begins and ends with your thoughts, words, and actions. And that's a universal, old, ancient message, you know. 
Okay, one other thing. When we were talking about money, she says uh, she takes this lady out to a restaurant who's very broke and has no money and is trying to manifest money. And she says to the lady, order the most expensive thing on the, on the menu. And she's like, I, you know, I can't afford the most expensive thing on the menu. And she said, you need to act rich if you want to be rich. And if you want money to flow, you give money. And I was like, oh, that is so true. So true. Yeah. It's just a little tidbit that I wanted to bring back. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, this is like a cheat code to life, you guys. If you want to upgrade your life, you want to dive deeper into how to do like these things. This book is a great guide. Um, I have had probably given it out 30 times um, via YouTube and also given away about three books. And uh, everyone really seems to enjoy it. And they always come back with like a little piece that just like this part was so awesome. And it just makes me happy because, you know, the better it gets, the better it gets. So if I can raise my vibration as well as other people's, then we're all working together on this cohesive thought process that we're in charge. We have so much power if we just take control of our imagination and believe, like believe like you've never believed. And watch it. Watch all the healing yeah. happen. Watch all the wealth and abundance happen. Watch the explosion of greatness in your life. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Well, I, I would give it a 10. Oh. I would give it a 10 plus. I, I always say that, um, you know, my takeaway uh, from this particular episode is to really consciously monitor for a couple of days uh, your thoughts you know, and your, and your words to other people. God, sorry, somebody is texting me nonstop. Yeah. This is real life, people. So, uh, but one of the things that, that I want to leave listeners with this morning, it says, I'm always under direct inspiration. I make the right decisions quickly. These words supersede the subconscious. So when you trust that you are making the right decisions, and intuition is such a big part of it. Often we push our intuition away. And even if we know something, we're like, eh, maybe I know it, maybe I don't. And you don't always act. But if you act on your intuition and you understand that you're always under direct inspiration and that you can be led to the right decisions quickly in your life, like you're going to full speed ahead the manifestations that you want. So I know this was a kind of like a really deep episode. And I actually encourage people to listen to it twice. And then listen to the book and listen to the book twice because, at least for me, I needed more reinforcement because it was a heavy subject for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's great, you guys. It's really, really great. Spend some time with it. Make it your best friend and just watch things get better and better. We uh, love you. Love it. <laughs> we love you All guys. Right, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe. We'd be grateful for any reviews. And uh, on that note, have a beautiful and wonderful day. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 